Hello, and welcome to the ArborPod, Detective Dendro series. Today's guest is Guy Mayor in The Case of the Lost Laurels. This podcast is provided by the International Society of Arboriculture. We came in from the field early on that hot summer day. Codet and Electra went into the office to chill, but I was too hot to go immediately inside to the artificially conditioned air. I sat on a wooden bench under our natural air conditioners and took a deep breath. The listless chirping of the birds, the hushed rustling of the leaves, the insistent buzzing of the insects all coalesced into an eerily calming cacophony. Doffing my fedora, I lowered my head onto my arm, just for a second. I drifted back to 1991, when I met my first mentor, Michael O'Reisey. He was playing defensive end for the semi-pro Root Tip Ramblers, and I was the linebacker behind him. After practice one day, we went to the corner cafe for some much-needed food and a drink. We both ordered onion omelets, and Mike pulled out a magazine I'd never seen before. This is it, Dendro, he said as he showed me the cover of the first Arborist News. For a long time, we've needed a magazine dedicated to arboriculture, and here it finally is. As we flipped through the pages, we entered a world where the science of tree care had no borders. The Ramblers were eliminated early in the playoffs, and I started working with Mike in his international tree consultancy. Our first job was to search for a variety of Chinese chestnut, Castanea mollissima, with an upright form. A blight nearly wiped out the American chestnut, Castanea dentata, early in the last century, so we hoped resistant genes from the shorter Chinese species could be combined with American chestnut trees while retaining canopy height. We surveyed the Chinese chestnut through its natural range from South China to its northern limits near Beijing. As we sipped our morning Laoying tea, made from the dry leaves of a type of laurel tree, Actinodaphne cupularis, we read about the radical new treatment for soil compaction. It was being practiced right here in the capital, so we hustled downtown to Tiananmen Square, where the work was being done. What we saw did not fit my image of arboriculture. Men swung picks into the ground around a sick-looking tree, popping out chunks of rock-like soil. They dug trenches in a spoke-like pattern around the trunk, avoiding the primary roots snaking through the earth. Other workers cut off and cut up dead branches and tossed them into the trenches. They added sand, composted poultry waste, and pulverized native soil. Others sprinkled in some rotting leaves. They scraped from the ground under healthy trees of that species. I observed the ingredients blending together as the soil settled, while Mike asked our interpreter, climbing high, about the motivation for their materials and methods. Climb motioned to the man in charge, took notes as the two spoke in Chinese, then turned to us. This is Ru Trundip. He introduced us as Mike and I returned Ru's deep bow. I told him your names and your morning tea and your interest, and he told me that you already knew the answers to your questions. At least I think that's what he said. He speaks a rare dialect. Ru stood silent, studying us with a slight smile. Well, Dendro, you heard the man, Mike said in his Socratic style. What do you think? Okay. I know that the sand is for drainage, and the poultry waste is for nutrients. I began with the obvious. The original soil is broken up to restore oxygen levels reduced by foot traffic, and the branches must be added for the organic matter that becomes available as they decompose. Maybe they use a spoke pattern because bicycles are so popular here, I guessed, as I watched the crowds whiz by on two wheels. Kali spoke to Rue, who nodded several times, then held up two fingers and chuckled uttering a brief reply. Ru tells me that you got the first two answers correct, Clyde told me. 
The third and fourth were partially correct, and the fifth was way off. He repeats that the answers can be found by reading your tea leaves and calling your mentor. I turned red and started stammering. Rue Trundip was going to rue the day he messed with me. Mike clapped me on the shoulder. Easy does it, Andrew. The compaction was primarily done not by feet, but by some heavy vehicles they had in the square a few summers ago. The genus of the tea plant is Actinodaphne, which includes the prefix meaning star-shaped or radial, actino, referring to how the leaves of the plant radiate from the stems. A radial arrangement covers an area quickly, so leaves can harvest the maximum amount of sunlight, and roots can occupy the maximum amount of soil. Okay, fine. So the guy knows a little Greek, but... But what is wrong about branches supplying organic matter? And what do they have to do with your name? I said, fists on hips. Mike broke out laughing, and Cly and Rue joined in. Remember the first marathon, Dendro? A little Greek can go a long way? Mike reminded me with a wink. Also... We know that the dead branches collected from this tree and others have spores and strands of fungi on and in them. These fungi, along with those from the bioactive leaf litter, will colonize the soil. More than 5,000 fungal species are able to connect with the roots and form associations called mycorrhizae, I exclaimed. Mike, O'Rhizae, I get it now. The branches are inoculating the soil. Rue bowed again and presented me with a small clod of soil before turning back to his work. Shortly after we finished that job in China, I started my own business. Mike spread the word about radial trenching and the goodness in globalization, and went on to manage the landscape around a high-fee toll road in the village of Mycelium in Wales, UK. My recollections were rent when a familiar voice rang out. Hey, Dendro, you got a long, I mean long, distance call, Electra said, handing me the receiver. I noticed that her hair's natural wave had been restored by more cautious cosmeticians after it grew out from the lopping it got in Europe. Detective Tendro here, how can we help? Ah, detective, at last we speak again. The vaguely familiar voice had an unmistakable Chinese accent. I am Ru Trundip. We met in Beijing seven years ago, when you apprenticed with the legendary Michael O'Reilly. Mike is still busy in Wales, but he told me that you could help us. I am now working with the 2008 International Olympic Committee. We just received a shipment of laurel from Greece to make wreaths for the winners of the athletic events, but it appears suspicious. My colleagues say there is no time to get another shipment, and we can trim out the bad parts from this one. Please come here right away. The first event is next week. As we flew over the Pacific, Coder and I reviewed all the information we could download about the Olympics and laurels and the family Lauraceae. Rue met us at the airport and whisked us to the cargo bay where the plane from Greece was being held. We were met by a nervous-looking group. This is the rest of the committee, Rue said. We want to know three things. Whether we should accept this shipment, how we can make laurel wreaths in time if we reject it, and what precedent we can cite for such a substitution so that it will be sanctioned by the international committee. Coded appeared unnerved as he unshouldered our diagnostic kit, and it fell with a crash. Blushing, beet red, he picked it up and hustled into the plane so we could get to work. He examined the laurel leaves closely while I looked through information on the Lauraceae and Olympic history that we had stored in the laptop. We shut the airplane door so we could compare notes in peace. After a few minutes, we reopened it, and I held up my hand to quiet the committee's clamor of questions. We have bad news and good news. 
and better news, I said. Rue held back the surging mob, anxious for answers. Detective Dendro, he pleaded. Tell us what you have learned. First, I replied, this laurel is infested with the bay-sucking psyllid, Trioza alacris. There's nothing silly about psyllids, they are a serious pest. A European psyllid attacks ash trees in Canada. One Australian psyllid is a pest known on koa trees in Hawaii, and several others suck the life out of eucalyptus in California. Conversely, a mesquite psyllid has been sent from Texas to Australia to control that invasive plant. The Malaluca psyllid in Florida and the broom psyllid in New Zealand are counterattacking those invasives. Those small-sucking insects may escape our notice, but we in the United States have learned the hard way about accepting contaminated foreign shipments. Send this one back to where it came from. As the interpreter finished, the committee members calmed down. Some started studying their shoes. The good news, I continued, is you have a replacement nearby. Your native laurel... Actinodaphne cupularis can be used for the wreaths, if some of the leaves are trimmed off. The cast skins of Trioza alacris nymphs on laurel leaf plant is plentiful in valleys nearby, so they can be harvested and processed in time for the games. The substitution should be sanctioned because all of wreaths in the family Oleaceae crowned the victors in the 2004 games at Athens, but your laurels will truly be made of Lauraceae. The committee cheered up as they heard this translated, nodding to each other. The tone of their voices went from anxiety to optimism. Rue stood in the center, gesturing from side to side as the committee reached a consensus. Detective Dendro, he announced, the committee members agree to follow your advice. As a token of our appreciation, please accept these free passes to the games and this housing voucher. Thanks, Rue, I replied. My first visit will be to the square where we first met. There I will honor my memory of Mike and... To the Chinese who have given so much to history. Coded and I rode our rented bikes to the tree that received the radial trenching treatment way back when. Cooled by its dense, healthy growth, I unwrapped the old clod of soil, still hard after all this time, and crumbled it slowly. Redemptive recollections ran rampant through my mind. I started swaying as I studied the dust's descent. Hey, Dentro, what music are you moving to? Coded wondered. Uh, I don't know, I replied, shaking my head clear. Hands across the water, we're the world, redemption song, something like that. Let the games begin. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the ArborPod Detective Dendro series. You can earn CEUs for this podcast. Just use the code DD4125 to complete the quiz. And stay tuned for the next ones. This podcast is provided by the International Society of Arbor Culture.